Hello, I'm Ricky. And I'm Joe, and this is Season 5, Episode 16 of the Beer and Broadband Podcast, coming out on November 14th, 2022. We're going to get right into it. We're going to be talking about The Greater Pumpkin by Heavy Seas Brewery. It is a uh, pumpkin ale brewed with pumpkin and spices aged in bourbon barrels. And you know that I love to experiment with my brews. Um, so I did an Oktoberfest recently. Uh, brew and I was gonna like kind of kind of compare the two because both of them had like a pumpkin spice um, notes to it, but unfortunately, I got sick and I didn't get to get it done. <laughs> so instead, we're just gonna talk about this beer. Um, so what they say in their copy on here is: as fall approaches and thoughts turn to Halloween, we roll out the Greater Pumpkin, a Cooper L, a copper L, sorry, with notes of vanilla, oak, pumpkin, and flavors of autumnal spices. Autumnal, autumnal, autumnal. Um, ten percent ABV. Okay. All right. This so is really not bad. This is not perfect in my mind. There, I've got some critiques on it, but you know we've done a couple different pumpkin things over the years. This is up there. Um, yeah. This is brewed well. It's got that pumpkin flesh flavor. It's also got those kind of like traditional pumpkin spicy flavors. Um, and this is probably where we might divide on how we feel about this. I don't like the flavor from the bourbon barrel. I agree. Uh, okay. I don't think it, I don't think it, so even though that's normally my thing, like I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, bourbon barrel, that buttery note, that makes it taste kind of off. Cause this yeah, is, it doesn't meld really well with pie. it. If it was a more pumpkin pie flavored thing, mm-hmm. the spices came out more. We had more of that baked pumpkin kind of flavor to it. The bourbon barrel would, I think, meld better with it. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was going to say. Is I want this to be a little bit more in the pumpkin pie direction. I want either like some nuttiness, or I want maybe some like graham or something in it. Yeah, that's giving it just a little bit more of an earthy flavor. Yeah, because right now it's like really strong pump, like a spiced pumpkin. But then there's just this kind of buttery, almost sort of sweetness, almost a little bit souriness from the bourbon. Yep. That like is good. Like that flavor by itself, it's not like they've not done a good job imparting that bourbon flavor. It's just that those flavors don't marry together perfectly. Yeah, you're you're correct. Um, but at least you know as as far as like my mm-hmm. assumption, they, this would be for someone. Someone would love this. Someone who really like they'll just drink anything pumpkin. Right, pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. I don't get the spice part of it as much. It's like the spice is just kind of like a meld. Like I don't get the cinnamon and clove and mm-hmm. um, nutmeg notes that you would normally get from a pumpkin thing. Yeah, they're not very strong. Like they're in there, but they exist almost like a mix. Exactly, exactly. So it's 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 like the difference when you cook an Indian food mm-hmm. between having like a individual spice mix where you mix it all up and you make your like spices for your mm-hmm. thing or if you go out and you just buy indian spices yep yeah so the there's kind of a similar flavor but it's not quite and that's kind of what this feels like it's, mm-hmm. it, it is spiced pumpkin but it's like a nondescript spice yeah let me tell you what i think this would be really good in is you know how like when you sit down and you're going to make a pie for thanksgiving there's really Two ways. If you're going to make it yourself, you can yeah. buy the frozen ones. Frozen ones are good. You're either going to go all out and you're going to make an actual crust and, you know, knead the flour and do all that sort of stuff. Or you're just going to, like, get some graham cracker mix and you're going to put, like, a little water and butter in it. Yep. 
and make a graham cracker crust. Replace the water with this. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. That would that a would little be bit good. of that pumpkin flavor in the crust, and with that other like the stronger notes to it. It's kind of like those people that make um like the bourbon uh, pecan pies. Yeah, you could do like a little like bourbon uh, pumpkin pie would be really yeah, good. I'm, I'm turning into Tim Allen over here. <laughs> I'm it's good. About it that. would go great in that. <laughs> Um, I have very visceral memories from my Mm -hmm. youth of pecan pie, and then I thought about bourbon with it, and it was just like, oh. Yeah, so I'm sorry to mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're good. That did remind me I need to to order our pies for this year, because we don't make our own pies, because I'm lazy. Mm -hmm. We, um, at the farmer's market here, there's a place that just makes, like, pies and cakes and stuff, and they take Thanksgiving orders. They're really good. Ooh, might might have to slide in on that um, with you. Yeah, they've got a, at least they did last year, they had a pecan bourbon. It was really good. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about adding MagSafe to any smartphone. So for those of you that aren't to my shame in the Apple ecosystem like I am, um, but, but I have a good reason. It allows me, well, so th- this isn't the only way I could do it, but. I have a friend who lives overseas. We're very close. We've been close for like almost 20 years at this point. Um, And so they have an iPhone and they communicate with me through iMessage Mm -hmm. most of the time. And we're able to like call each other and stuff like that. This has been the most consistent way that they have been able to contact me. So that is why I have an iPhone. I, I love my Android. I still rock a Galaxy Note 9 for my work phone also. Mm-hmm. But um, the iPhone is my, like, you know, personal phone. So that, getting out of the way, I recently got an iPhone 14. My iPhone 11 was having, like, some problems where it would do weird stuff, reboot every now and then. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of didn't like having only 256 gigs of space. I know a lot of people are like, what do you mean? That's a lot of space. It, uh, I tend to um like download a lot of um uh like documents and i also take a lot of video footage Mm. especially when i was doing the accidental brewer uh, which i probably am going to start back up doing again maybe just like more short form stuff i need like better you know storage on this to be so i don't run out and the 128 256 i just found was too small so Reasons that I have a larger phone. Reasons that I got my new phone. But with that, I got MagSafe. Okay. Not going to review the iPhone 14. There's plenty of those reviews out there. We talked about the iPhone 11. I feel like I wouldn't have anything to contribute to that. But the MagSafe-like thing is actually kind of cool. That it's built in and there's a whole ecosystem around it. That it locks you into an iPhone is kind of stupid, but there's a way around it. You can actually add MagSafe to other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have my iPhone 11. I was just looking around, saw that you could just buy a case that enabled it to use MagSafe. Okay. Bought it. Have all my MagSafe accessories. And if I ever want to go back to that phone for some reason, use as a daily driver, I have a backup that can use all my like wallets and charging mm-hmm. pucks and things like that. Now, it doesn't charge as fast. So, um, you know, it's a thing max seven or nine watts for like charging and the iphone 14 does like 10 or 14 or 12 watts don't quote me. i know the iphone 14 charges faster than the other one but you had some thoughts on it when i showed you so i'd love for you to like kind of like talk about this stuff and then i'll kind of finish up with my thoughts on it but I, that's the rundown you know yeah 
it it feels like to me that they've just married one incredibly mundane thing with one cool thing and tried to make it all seem like it's cool. <laughs> like I love the wireless features, right? Like I love that I can wirelessly charge something. I think on this podcast, like two, three years ago, I took the stance, why do you need wireless charging? Yeah. And I think I still take the stance you don't need it. But now yeah. I have a wireless charger I had for a couple of years. And there is something very convenient about just being able to put my phone on a little wireless charger and then boom, it'll charge. Mm-hmm. Even if it is much slower than if I have the cable. I feel like I can always just pop the cable out and plug it directly in if I need to charge right. fast. Um, the thing with me is I, I like that there's these little magnetic accessories. All the wireless stuff is cool, but it's just a magnet. Yeah. Like I've had magnets in my phones for years because I just put them in the case. And I buy pretty strong magnets, and, you know, it doesn't affect the, the components any if you get the right type. And you just pop it on, and anything can connect to the back of my phones. You know, I've got stands for it. I've got accessories for mm-hmm. them that don't have to go through some Apple something or some other branded company thing because it's a magnet. Yep. So on one end, I'm glad to hear that they've got a lot of these nice wireless features because they are nice. Yeah. Um, I've come around on that. I said, I don't think they're necessary, but they are very good quality of life things, you know, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't get hyped for them. Like we, we will sell you this particular MagSafe magnet or this particular case with a magnet in it. So buy a magnet. Well, okay. So I'm with you on that. Like I bought magnets with the intention of putting them in like some of my things. Mm-hmm. It does cause some problems if you just take like a magnet and put it into a thin case. You Yeah, like, you do have to buy the right type of magnets. And yeah. You have to have a case that's like maybe doesn't have its own component. So if you had like um, those charging cases, yeah. probably not a great idea to yeah. throw a magnet in between those well, two. Well, you wouldn't need that at that point. Because the the charging case already. Oh no, you're talking about the the ones where it has the battery built yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Like plug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is supposed to kind of take the place of that, right? Like you can buy a MagSafe compatible battery and like plug it in, and then you know you have your connector like that. Um, I think the the wonkiest thing about MagSafe is that it's touted to be able to like securely hold like a wallet or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, I have a wallet stand that goes with my thing. That's really great, but it falls off all the time. I'm not like like I make sure I have both things yeah. in my pocket. Not I just feel the phone, mm-hmm. you know? um, which I'm. I mean, it's kind of like that lady that lays down in the net over the gorge and she didn't zip her pocket up and her phone just falls out. I mean, you you if you're depending on something that's magnetic to hold your um, especially something that you can take off by your hand, yeah. Right to hold your um, phone and wallet together, you probably should rethink that. the The, the features that I mm. like about it is, well, I get I, in one compact thing, I have both things attached together. They don't kind of flop around, so like it kind of keeps it more together. Uh, I like the stand aspect of it. You know, I can set it up, put it in portrait mode, and I have like an elevated stand, or I can like lay it on its side, and it's you know when I'm laying in mm. bed, it's it's like that. So I mean, it's a pretty cool thing. The fact that it was like ten bucks versus the fifty dollars or whatever that Apple wants to charge for their MagSafe yeah. wallet thing or stands or whatever that sold it for me. I'm totally cool with that like ten dollars for a little accessory for a phone cool um but overall magsafe is kind of a meh 
you know. Yeah, it's not... it, it's the marketing part of it that gets me. It's like just advertise, hey, we have all these great wireless potentials, all these things that can, you know, we can talk to your phone with. Also magnets are a thing. So I mean yeah. if you wanted to hook them together, who cares? Like Exactly. Don't don't <laughs> Don't make the because we talked about this before. This I was trying to wrap my head around this. It's like, so what proprietary magnet technology do they have that's allowing this? And it's like, no, it's just it's just a magnet. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a magnet and wire and it's, wireless. It's well, the so, eye magnet. Well, the the eye magnet, the eye safe, has to be aligned with the Qi charger in order for them to work together. Um, so there is some like chicanery there it's not as easy because you have to know where the chi charger is in the phone that you're doing but you mm -hmm. can just add this functionality to any phone android phones can use it older iphones that have wireless charging built in or hell older iphones that don't have any wireless charging built in but you just wanted to be able to have like the magsafe accessories connected to them mm -hmm. they'll work with it too you just yep, put exactly. a magnet on the back <laughs> and, and it'll work now it does have to like align certain ways and so, so there's rules for it yeah, but you can use any of these accessories with anything, which that's the next thing I'm going to do. I'm going to take my Galaxy Note Nine, and I am going to Frankencase a MagSafe connector onto it, and then I'll be able to just like swap between phones whenever I don't need my other phone. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about Microsoft dropping the Office uh, Office brand for 365. So they so. You know, Office 365 is their subscription service. Mm -hmm. It is uh, not terribly expensive per month for the average person to be able to use yeah. it. It's a, it's still kind of crappy, uh, but it's really the only way that you get all the features of their Word and PowerPoint mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it's really more designed for like businesses that like small to medium businesses that want to be able to use this thing. They can buy like seats and then they get like certain perks and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. All right. So from now on, it's not going to be Office 365. It's just going to be 365. I don't understand. Well, I mean, look, I'm not particularly against it. I just why? <laughs> What's the point? Your and, office. You have I'm... the brand recognition of Microsoft Office. Nobody brand recognizes 365. Well, I think that's Target's brand. Like that, or I mean, that's a good point. There's probably other companies doing 365. Yeah. Like, so you're like, I'm gonna get me some of that 365. Like, what are you talking about? Juice or an office product that you use on your computer? Yeah, like why? I don't. It's so weird. Like, Microsoft for decades like ran these campaigns where they're giving schools and universities free copies of Office so that all those computers had Office so that students growing up into adults knew how to use office i mean that's why companies adopted it because people already knew how to do it and like you know it was really hard to get somebody to go use some other productivity suite because they already knew how to use office yep so but why would you drop the office brand like <laughs> the it, the product staying the same like and i guess again this is not a critique I mean, maybe they've done the math they've done the focus groups Maybe young people nowadays just hate the word office because, they, oh, it's now post-COVID times. People won't remember what an office is or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is. It just seems a little silly to me to drop the your office brand, brand name. Yep. You know, that would be like say, hey, don't call it Windows anymore. It's just called 10. Yep. 
you know, like it's Microsoft tit, which it would be Microsoft 11 now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I, it sounds I don't know. like Thunk named it <laughs> me like me, Microsoft 11. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did that way too well. M11. <laughs> M11. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be instead of Microsoft Office 365, it's going to be Microsoft 365. Okay. So there would be a differentiator. Okay there okay it makes it a little bit less wordy and stuff like that i can get it but it's still it's kind of funny yeah it is a little humorous maybe and again i'm not up to date on this topic maybe they are planning to bring non-traditional office services into 365 which is why they're doing it don't they already do that though they include a lot of things with the office 365 retail stuff like uh, i think you get a discount on like xbox live or, or game pass or something yeah like that. so like they, that that's what i was thinking like maybe they're trying to evolve it into more of a, a microsoft centric ecosystem instead of an office ecosystem possible they're, they're trying, trying to, to reach out to the consumer like group of people well i mean yeah they're probably the just trying they're probably just trying to bundle all of their software as a services under one platform yeah. And so it won't, you know, and they don't want, we don't want people to only think it's for office because they might not need word because they've got their Google docs and stuff. Yeah. But you know, you get all this other stuff with 365, you know, it's special. Yeah. Uh, well, I hate it. <laughs> it's definitely it's not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think this is like, like last uh, episode we talked about Twitter. So we'll know more about it in a year or two where we see what actually happens. Maybe that's a similar thing. Maybe this decision will make more sense two years from now when we've seen what they've done to 365. But sitting so. here right now, it's just like, why are you dropping the office brand? <laughs> the office moniker. I mean, first off, does anyone use it that's not in an office setting? I don't know a single person who does. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there, but it's not. Well, I mean, you know. I use it, but I do a lot of um, like stuff on the side where I'm mm-hmm. using my, like PowerPoint and Word and yeah. stuff like that. So I guess that is kind of an office setting. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I'll admit, you know, I do a lot of record keeping and, and stuff. I do it all in like various little Google things, as long as they're not important. Yeah. I'll admit, I'll, I'll use my work computer for like things that are sensitive. But, you know, if I'm playing a video game and I'm being a nerd about it and I'm trying to optimize something, boom, I'll open up a Google Sheet. I'll make a, you know, yeah, a list of stuff. I, I got to optimize my virtual farm. Yeah, that definitely. Uh, you know, and without SharePoint, it makes it kind of hard to do those sort of things with just the office stuff you can with OneDrive, mm-hmm. but makes it a little harder yeah yeah i mean it's it makes sense but i still hate it anyways this has been season five episode 16 of the beer and broadband podcast slated to come out on november 14th 2022 thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time